welcome to episode number 68 of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. My name is Bettina Deda. I'm passionate about color and interiors and also bringing you interesting information and inspiring interview partners through my podcast show. Today, I would like to tell you a story about how you can connect with like-minded people on social media. I don't know if you are on Twitter, but I find that it is a great tool to connect with other people with the same interests. I always visit the profiles of the people who like my tweets. And so the other day, I came across a profile from a lady called Yola, and um, it was called Build Mom a House. And I thought, that sounds really interesting. And in the description, I quote that now. She says, join me hunting out beautiful, thoughtful interior design that addresses reduced mobility issues, spans ages and is on trend. And I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. So I tweeted her to see if she's interested in doing a podcast with me. And well, here we are today. Um, it didn't take long. She answered. And now she's here with me on the show talking to us from the UK. I have to say, actually, good morning, Yola. <laughs> <laughs> Even here in Australia, it's 6.30 p.m. Um, but yeah, that's the technology. It's fantastic. So how are you, Yola? Really well today, thank you. It's Saturday morning, 7.30 a.m. <laughs> that's great. So we are really both committed. <laughs> you are early <laughs> up and I had a long day and I'm still here. <laughs> anyway, so I didn't introduce you very detailed because I think that is something you can do much better than I can do it and um, just by telling your story uh, what I basically saw when I went on your blog so what is Build Mom a House about? Last year I built a house for my mom she's in her 80s and um, it was part of her downsizing so she was changing her life downsizing moving nearer to her kids moving near to her grandchildren and just being closer to us when she really needs us but also being closer to us when she doesn't need us so we can pop in mm. um, mm. it, it used to take over an hour to get to the other side of London where she lived and, um, and we just found that it was getting tough for all of us we work um, she's not as well as she used to be and she was getting a bit lonely she was in a, uh, my mom was in a three-bedroom house and it was just too big for her yeah, so you decided to build her a house. But um, I'm not sure, didn't you first start to look at other places where she could move? I think I read something about that. And Yeah. yeah. Um, so it starts off, my mom was living in a three-bedroom house and the stress of the maintenance and her concerns about the future of the upkeep of the house was really, really becoming a, quite a bother for her. Although she never really expressed it, um, when we did speak to her, she'd always be wondering, you know, worrying about the windows or, or maintenance. Yeah. And, uh, and I also thought, um, she, um, then my mum got ill once and uh, we found that with full-time jobs, we had to race across London, get down to the hospital to see her. And by the time we got home, everyone was tired and stressed and unhappy. So that was probably how it first started. Um, and I saw a little plot very close to me here in South London, and I thought, oh, I wonder if I could build a house there. So the plans bega began, and um, 
I spent a long time talking to my mum about what she really wanted and what she really needed. I found that I didn't understand the symptoms of her ailments. So I, I, I invented a term, reduced mobility, which uh, I found that people just didn't understand me. If I spoke to an architect, oh, disabled. If I spoke to a bathroom supplier, disabled bath. And I would say, well, it's more subtle than that. It's making it usable so that I know that in five years' time, it's still easy to use. And gradually, the more I used the term reduced mobility, people began to understand me. So we began to look at shops um, that were disabled mobility shops and felt that it didn't match the elegant living, the love of design, she loves colour, that... represented her and we'd go to shops where everything looked very medicinal and not very nicely designed but very useful and practical and I began to think is this somewhere I can match the two things which is a desire for an elegant life um, and a beautiful home that you can cherish and having things around you that make your life easier so the first thing I did was um I began to read up about downsizing because I felt the first, we thought, I'll start again. The first thing I thought we would do was downsizing because before she could move anywhere, she had to get the clutter out of her life and see what she did and see what she did have and what she loved and wanted to keep around her. So that's, I I just learned everything is about planning and research. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) The internet's fantastic for that. You know, you go to blog sites and people explain to you what it means. Um, And we prepared everything that the first three months before she made the decision to to move, we would start just slowly sorting through things. Yeah. Um, Taking it easy, being kind to yourself, but also being really honest. It is about honesty in your life. You know, somebody else, somebody younger would really like this sofa. It's too big for me. And that's fine. You can give them the sofa. Or I really like this vase and somebody else might like it. Put it on an auction site. Mm. And suddenly everything's got a positive because you're making some money. You're making someone happy. You're giving somebody something you don't really use and don't really need. Um, And that's how the downsizing began. So it wasn't too scary. And um, there, were, there were times when it got too much. But I found that if you talk to somebody, if you share the burden and you stop and you take the time, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Did, just one question. Did you ever look at like um, apartment developments or retirement villages for, for your mum? Or was that never a question? Did you just straight away decide to build a new house? <laughs> Um, so we, we started with the first of all sorting out her life what she wanted for her life and um, then we started looking at retirement homes and we started looking at apartments and the big problem is that we live in London mm-hmm. and space is a premium and where we live there really aren't that many easy to reach properties but, mm. And she really liked some of them. She really liked the idea of being in an apartment where there's 
um, there's no stairs. But at the end of the day, she'd go home and say, well, actually, I really like having a little home. Mm. And we were, you know, I just kept looking at, it's also financial. You know, you had to look at the financial side of yeah, things. sure. Can you afford what you want to have? Yeah, especially in <laughs> London. <laughs> this is especially in London. And um, mm. building your own home is actually very good value. Yeah. You, know, you get you get a lot because if you're building it, there are the, the costs. That are, you don't have the cost of a developer. It's your costs. Mm. But how did you get that sorted? Because you just said you were uh, both working. I assume mm. your husband as well. And um, so, yeah. so how how did you then get that building project done on the side in the evening? Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, this is where Pinterest is brilliant. Oh. And the internet. Yeah, <laughs> I had um, I was my husband for Christmas gave me an iPad, and I would stay up till two, three in the morning, oh. just looking through the internet, just looking at things, and it was a really first of all, great way of finding out about downsizing <laughs> then it was then it was a good way of finding out about other properties and what other people are doing and reading blogs mm. and finding out other people's experiences and, um, and then I had to present that to my mom in a very simple way so the iPad was great because I could show her a picture and she'd say no I don't like it she's very opinionated <laughs> no, I don't like it I really like it Oh, I like that. No, I don't like that. Yeah. And um, that kind of visual, um, uh, sto not story, um, a visual mood board yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. really helped because you could put together exactly. um, a dream of what you want. And it, then you get a feel for kind of what do you want a warm house? Do you want a cool house? And you get these feelings. And I think when you've done enough research, When you've really spoken to the person, um, it works. Yeah. Because I had to then talk to the builders and say, you know, I had to get up really early in the morning, <laughs> go to the building site, talk to the builders and say, no, my mom doesn't like that. And it actually made my job easier because I knew what she wanted. Mm. I knew what she didn't want. And when people are professionals, they, they tell you, in their opinion, what's the best thing. You can just say no. Mm. You know, and they've all got, on building sites, they've all got iPads. You email them what you want. You send a PDF. You send your mood board. And um, it does make life easier. Mm. So a lot of research, uh, making mood boards, digging out styles, and then looking at good prices because you've got a budget to, to stick yeah, to. Yeah, sure. So did you so, have basically, did you have... A project manager on the side then or, or did you were you the owner builder so to speak <laughs> who managed the whole thing uh, well I work oh, you know my husband and I both work full-time yeah. so we found a building company who had a project manager yeah. on board mm. and he used to be an architect so it did make things a lot Easy. easier yeah, yeah, lot yeah. Easier. Um, and then just sort of the last third of the build is where you really do have to get very involved. Yeah. And that that was tricky. That was tricky. You know, I took I took leave um a little bit, you know, occasional days. Um mm. but it was so worth it. It really was. And so what what are some of the special features or things that you now 
um, found for this house? Is was there anything in particular? Because when you said, um, how, what did you say? Uh, re, your new um, word you invented? Um, reduced mobility. Reduced mobility. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> how, were there are there now any special things in that house that kind of represent that? So, which you wouldn't have found in a retirement village or something, or. Um, well, yeah, there's all sorts of small things um, and there's some big things. The biggest thing I'm proud of, and this is going to sound funny, is the arrangement of the stairs. Because it's a one-bedroom house, it's a small footprint, so there is an upstairs and downstairs. Yeah. And, and um, in England, when you enter a house, you come in through the front door and you see the stairs going up. Mm. And I thought, um, for my mom, I didn't think that was a very safe option. I like I like the idea of her living on her own and being independent. But, of course, I was a bit worried about security. Mm. So, so I insisted that the stairs were turned around. And this made the back door an easy access. So this is a bit complicated, but basically yeah. I turned the staircase around and I made it wider, yeah. a lot, you know, a lot way wider for the type of house it is, which meant I could instantly put in a stair lift. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But my mom is still able to, to walk. walk on her good days. And on her not so good days, she can just take the stair lift mm. and there's enough space. And yeah. in London, space is a premium. Yeah. So very very pleased with the stairs <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good example yeah so that shows that you can still have stairs in a house if you have enough space to yeah. so basically for me that I get that now so you open the front door and you so the stairs are basically at the back of the house or you don't see stairs you see an entrance hall and then you walk around sort of a staircase thing and the stairs are entered from the back then basically or to go upstairs um, well, well, what's, what's, yeah, you can come in through the front door. Uh, we don't really have space for big entrance hall. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very much um, an air, uh, you walk into the room and you don't realise that that's your stairs because I've built cupboards underneath it. Yeah, exactly. This is what I meant. So, yeah, you, you, you enter them from behind, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, behind. Mm-hmm. So at the back of the house, we've, um, it's, I'm so proud of it. The back of the house, big double doors with a low-profile sliding door, uh, opening doors, which means that you could, you could put a wheelchair over it mm-hmm. if you need to. Mm-hmm. And then we have a very gentle, it's a, the back garden is stone patio area, um, but we built in a slope to the back gate um, and a sliding remote control gate, which means you can access through the back of the house on your mobility scooter, come up, turn around, and park in a small shed in the corner. Mm-hmm. It sounds very complicated, but um, it does mean that you fall within the um, the regulations for disabled living. Mm. So I've turned. So on the days where she wants to open the door, say hello to the to milkman, she's got a front door with two steps down to the road. But when she's tired or she wants to use her, her mobility scooter. She can just enter through the back of the house with her remote control gate, mm. drive up and park in her shed. Mm. Um, so it, it all worked out really well, yeah. really well. 
Um, oh, that's some great I, example. So she can still have her own house, basically a private thing, and then have but have all these options. Yeah, that's great. Um, so what else? <laughs> Let's see. There's some inspiration for other people here. <laughs> um, another thing I was really pleased with was um, she has a doorbell that looks like a doorbell, but actually it's got a camera in it. Mm-hmm. And because in the UK, um, after your front door, you have to have a fire door uh, because it's open plan living. Mm-hmm. Um, so behind that fire door, which is just a door, you know, it looks like a door, it's just heavier. So you open your front door and there's always a door behind you closed. But it also means that there's privacy where I've put a camera, which is the doorbell camera. So if my mum's upstairs and the doorbell rings, She goes to the camera. It's an intercom system. She can see who's there. If she's downstairs, she can go to the camera downstairs and then open the door if she wants to. Yeah. So that's, I, I know in apartment living, it's very normal to have an intercom buzzer, but it's not so usual in a house where you don't need an intercom mm. buzzer. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it's worked out very well. Yeah, that sounds really good. Um, uh, Uh, what else have I done? Um, <laughs> uh, well, uh, the other thing I was really pleased with was um, my mom has asthma, which she's developed over the years, and I didn't really understand about asthma, so I read up about it, and I looked, I spoke to her, and she said, look, I don't want wall-to-wall carpet. It's English style, I know that, but it's mm. too much vacuuming for me, it's too much dust. Yeah. And I think it might affect my asthma. Mm. So I looked it up. And as a consequence, we've put in parquet flooring. Mm. And it's just fantastic. It's beautiful, yeah. yeah. Really and, great. And I, I know I'm allergic as well. I have hay fever. Now. We, have, we don't have any carpet in our house. We have only floorboards or tiles. And I, but I have rugs. You know, you can always put a rug somewhere if, and make yeah. it really nice. Yeah. And yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, And I think the thing you have to uh, be aware of is somebody gets older, they don't lift their feet up a lot. Uh, uh, they don't lift their feet up as much as they used to. And so rugs in hallways aren't a good mm, idea. Mm. But in front of a sofa, in front of your bed, bed yeah, brilliant, you know, because mm. you're standing up on it. Um, around the kitchen area, you know, it's, it's actually easier to stand for an el- older person um, if you're standing on a rug, mm-hmm. so we have kitchen, we have a kitchen rug. Um, we obviously with a really good underlay, so it doesn't slide does, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so so was she um, when it came to the like the furnishings and the colors because you said she likes colors. So was she then involved very much in choosing like the like the color for her bedroom or the living room or whatever or did you just make up a board and say look that looks really good what do you think about that or did she then say i want red green <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is is we got quite precious and the builders put on uh, magnolia and we were like oh wow it looks amazing and suddenly this whole love of color just went out the window where we're standing saying Oh, it looks amazing in Magnolia. And then as she started unpacking, because during the build, my mum was packed up. She started to remember the things she'd packed and saved for her new house. Oh. And it was fantastic because 
the things that she had brought the colour back. And suddenly, this very kind of cold, not cold, but um, plain house began to look like her house, Mm. even though it was a completely new house. You'd walk in and say, wow, this is like your house. Mm. And I was amazed that by picking out things that you really love and Mm. are distinctive, when you put them in your new place, it makes your new place look like your place. Yeah. And so the colour came back with her paintings. Um, she had such fun finding new cushions. Um, new curtains was, was a lot of fun. Mm. And, you know, in your own home, it can be quite stressful when you've got everything else to worry about. But when the only thing to worry about is what the curtains are going to look like, it's not so stressful anymore. Mm. And um, she's got, she, she put colour in through curtains um, she kept a lot of neutrals because it is a smaller house. Yeah. Um, it is open plan living downstairs. So you have the kitchen area and the living area. Um, and, the, you know, the colour just came through things like cushions and paintings. Yeah, yeah. That's great. I mean, this is a really great example um, that you gave for all the listeners because what I always find, people have so much trouble to part with their belongings and, you know, to sort of make that step and, and really be courageous and think it will somehow work out. It's this so you don't know how it will be. And, uh, but that's a great example. I mean, may I ask how old your mom is when she... Uh, 85. 85, I see. That's 85. even... And how was it really hard for her to let go of things when you said you auctioned them or you gave them someone else? So was that a hard process or was it... It was hard. It was hard. I, I, I can't pretend it wasn't hard. It was hard, but um, we had to do it step by step. Yeah. And that made it easier. If you think, oh, my goodness, I've got so much to do. I've got to get rid of this, 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 and this. It's just going to be a nightmare. Yeah. If, if you go step by step, take it gently. Um, and you know what's surprising is when you start – It's a mountain. And then when you start telling people what you're doing, you can can express yourself and let off steam. But suddenly people say, well, actually, you know, I'm just starting out in my new home and I'd be happy to buy your sofa from you. And you find that by talking to people, it doesn't make it so bad. Um, The other thing is when my mom moved out, there was still quite a bit of furniture she was panicking about yeah. and the people who moved in wanted to buy it from her and she was surprised and my sister said well why not you know let's ask yeah. them if they want it and they were like oh I'm so happy thank you so much it saved me from buying wardrobes and dining tables yeah yeah exactly that's and a great were- thing yeah, yeah. Mm. so you were lucky there were already people so it was sort of there was not a, a long time in between you when you put you sold the house, I assume, your mom's house. Yes. So, yeah, so and that, that, that didn't take long. The people came. Where was she in the meantime? Or was she like, well, <laughs> how did that? Because she, you said she packed everything up and um, did, did, well, she, did she live in this house still? Or where, did she move into your place for a while or something? She moved into my place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, the thing with renovating um, your next property before you move in or mm. building your next property does mean you have a period where you, you could be renting somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but we actually decided to, to invite her to, to live with us. Yeah. And um, it was, you know what, it was really good for us all. It was really good. Um, she'd found that the, mo- the, the packing up at her age was tiring. Mm. She, you know, she, she just needed time to recoup and rest. And um, that's when I got busy building the house. Um, and at first it was, I don't think she really grasped. She, first she was excited. So when, when this all happened, first of my mum was scared because she had to get rid of things. Yeah. Um, then she was really excited. Then she had to do the hard work of organising herself. Mm. Um, then we made a decision that she would live with us. And that was strange. You know, it's strange because we, she had her independence, we had our independence, and it was finding a good place where we could all live comfortably. Um, and then the whole build, it, you know, it, it goes through excitement and like, oh, my God, it's not going so well. But yeah. she, just, she, just, she just trusted us. I've got to say that mm. by living with us, she could see what we were going through. And, um, and then as the build really started to come on it, and it was no longer a piece of paper, it got very exciting. Yeah. And, um, and then she couldn't wait to move in. Mm. Very excited. Um, one of the things we did do is I did stop her from going completely crazy, getting rid of everything before she moved. Um, and it did mean that when she moved, she rather enjoyed – She. The first time she really enjoyed getting rid of the last lots, so mm-hmm. the last bags of things. And that was very nice because she did it on her own terms, quietly, and it really gave her a job that she enjoyed. Mm. And I kind of really got rid of her past stress. Mm. So you, she, she had basically time. Oh, how long did she then live with you? In- um. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it ended up a couple of years. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. That's always with the building projects. But, I mean, it yeah. seemed to have worked in your case, and she had time in those two years to sort everything out. It was not this – because you mentioned before it was about three months before when you started with the thing. I thought, oh, that's not long, three months, you know. like, And, and so she had more time to really get used to the thought and, and yeah. 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 And now so she's she's happy now in her house or <laughs> like yeah. yeah, she really loves it. And you know, the things are just so easy for her. They're really easy. Um all the taps look beautiful, but they're lever taps, so they're easy to use. Mm. Um she doesn't have to carry mineral water from the shop to her house because I've I've put a kitchen tap in that has a button that yeah. does mineral water, filtered mm. water. Yeah. Um, she doesn't have to walk upstairs if she doesn't want to. Mm. You know, she's not feeling great. Um, she's got a lovely bedroom. Um, everything is is lower because my mom's shrunk as she's got older. Mm-hmm. So I was able to put in rails that were a bit lower, easy to reach, easy to access. Um, things like door handles, the door handles of a of a house, they can be quite hard to to use. But we've got really well sprung, 
um, comfortable to use door handles that are modern and look mm, really nice. Mm, mm. Um, she can rest when she wants to. She doesn't have to worry and think, oh, my goodness, you know, what's happening on the roof? Um, my windows need mm-hmm. So when she relaxes, she just relaxes and enjoys the environment. Um, bathing for her is so much easier now. Uh, we've got a walk-in shower. Mm-hmm. She's got a really great seat to sit on that's really comfortable. The shower took a lot of – the bathroom took a long time to, mm. to specify. Fine. yeah. But you know, everything's got levers, easy to use, temperature controlled so it doesn't go too hot. Mm. But very simple. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's an easy, you know, easy way of, of living and of looking after yourself. Mm. How did you manage storage in that house? Um, I mean – I guess even if you declutter, you always have things to store. <laughs> this is a never-ending yeah. story. Um, mm. And it could also be for um, older people, it's hard to reach overhead cupboards or things could be dangerous. So how, did you do any specific tricks <laughs> with storage? Or, or Well, yes, under the stairs mm. we built cupboard, but we also at the front portion built, built shelves. So she could put pictures on there. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of storage there. I found a fantastic dining table that folds right down to uh, like a console table, mm-hmm. which means that when it's fully opened, eight people can sit around the table, uh, but the rest of the time it's just good for one. And I found chairs that fold but look like normal dining chairs, mm. and they go into the cupboard downstairs. And then upstairs in her bedroom – we built cupboards that went all the way from the floor to the ceiling. And um, all the rails are lower. But, you know, when she's, she kind of likes to, my mom likes to have her summer clothes and her winter clothes. So we go over and we've, upstairs in the attic, I've got a ladder, mm. a really great ladder. And we've completely boarded it and plasterboarded it and plastered it. So I'll start again. In her bedroom, she's got water floor cupboards. And my mum has a summer wardrobe and her winter yeah. wardrobe. So her summer wardrobe doesn't take up as much as if she had everything in her cupboards. Mm. The rails are lower. And if she gets stuck, we're only up the road and we can, we can help her out. And then we take all her off-season clothes upstairs to the attic. All right. Where We've turned it into a proper room, so it's very clean, and we've put rails up there. So there are rails. We put cupboards in there. So all the clothes, the big heavy coats, go up there, and it means she has less to look through. Yeah, but that is you are doing that for her when the season changes. Yeah. You go there and put her winter stuff up and the summer stuff down, and so yeah. But that's yeah. great. So she doesn't have to worry about that. When when the season is not on, so it's she and she yeah. she obviously yeah. doesn't go up there. Then that's too dangerous, or no, no, it's, it's yeah, she's just not able yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, that's. And I think I think what's great is because she's so much closer to us, we can just pop in, and mm. it doesn't seem like a big deal. Yeah, is she, how the, far is it? Like just next door, or a few streets? Uh, or? <laughs> yes, a few streets. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, Seven minutes walk. Oh, yeah. I've timed it. Oh, that's great. It's, yeah, yeah. 
And we walk past the house every day going to work, backwards mm. and forwards. Mm. So mm. we can we can literally have a look and see that all the it's lights are on yeah. and things looks fine and we can knock on the door and just or say even, hi. Yeah, exactly. Ring the bell and say, yeah. is everything okay? And Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's really or we great. can be super lazy and ring her from the station and say, is there anything you want? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And drop it off. Yeah. Um, it does mean that, yes, she is independent, but she, she's just acknowledged the bits where she needs help. And if we know where she needs help, we can help her. Mm. So we know that she needs help to put things away. So she can just ask us and say, I need this. Um, mm, I, need, mm. I need the extra big duvet from upstairs. Mm, can you bring it? Mm, mm. That's, I mean, popping, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Uh, when we're popping by, we yeah. can just help her out. Yeah. So it, it makes everything a lot more casual. Mm. It seems you have found an um, optimal solution for, for you and your family and your mom, and that, that's really great. Um, you, you mentioned Pinterest and so forth. Uh, do you have any images on Pinterest from the house or like what or not? I mean, like spe specific things that you specified or, you know, the tabs or something. Is there a board yeah. which says like my mood board or something? That would be great yeah. for, um, for listeners who could, who are interested mm -hmm. in that whole idea. Maybe go there and find you there and have a look at that board. I can put that in the show notes on the, on the blog. Yeah, I have a, a Pinterest build mama house. And I have Build Mama House living room, Build Mama House small sofas. Um, and I, I have everything that I look at um, mm. that I think could work. There's also some things that I just like the look of. And, um, and then I realize that they could never work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, Pinterest has been fantastic, really yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people share what's on there. And I also see what other people put on there. Yeah, uh, and it gives, gives you ideas. It really does, um, especially at two in the morning when you're looking <laughs> at stuff and you're really tired, and you think, "I really want to remember this, and I won't remember it." Pinterest just means you've saved it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and you, you still have the link. You didn't really sleep a lot, I guess, when you were up until <laughs> two in the morning, and then early again up. So that meant six a.m. or what? <laughs> Oh my god! No, I would have died. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it was tiring. It was tiring, but you know, it was it was exciting. It yeah. was exciting, and I think that adrenaline, you know, when you're really doing something that you believe in, mm. it it carries you through. Now let's come because we we've spoken a lot about how the whole thing went, but actually, you then started a blog, didn't you, where you wrote about that? So. Um, Where can people find you, basically, if they want to follow your blog? Uh, my blog is buildmamahouse.co.uk. Yeah. And I post a blog, um, I, post a, I post a blog post. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> blog, yeah. Whatever. You... I post once a week. Yeah. And, uh, and I look at the issues that I've had to deal with, um, flaws, uh, color, um, accessibility, all those things. Um, and I'm also looking at products that are available right now. And, uh, and it, it's, it's a really great way of me talking to people. I get a lot of feedback from people who are in their 40s, in their 50s, and they're concerned about their parents. 
And they've been looking at my blog and saying, wow, this is what I'm experiencing. Mm. I didn't realize that actually this is not so scary. And they can share that with their parents. Um, I'm also getting people in the 60s contacting me and saying, gosh, you know, I didn't realize that I don't have to, I don't have to put up with strange contraptions added to my door handles mm. but I can I could just get new appropriate door handles mm. yeah. um, oh my god who is that now <laughs> the dog is waking up <laughs> yeah I think so oh, I think well. it's a milkman, it's a milkman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's life on show it doesn't matter um yeah so that that's um that's really interesting I mean yeah I guess it, it's a great way to connect with other people so yeah buildmamahouse.co.uk if ever anyone wants to go there and have a have a look or read or connect with Yola that's that's great um that just brings something else in in my mind um I just recently started a new Facebook group called on downsizing I invited you to a Yola just before we started our podcast so you will find that in your email and that's another thing where people where I just um, would like to encourage everyone to yeah ask questions and I'm happy to answer them on the podcast or find people like you who maybe have that experience. Yeah, so that's um, another day. There's lots of places in the internet these days where you can connect with other people and ask questions and find things. So that's really great. So thank you so much. Maybe before we finish off our little discussion here, um, what would be your three top tips for people who want to follow your example and build mom a house? <laughs> Well, so I just, I'm going to just get my dog, put her in the garden. So give me a minute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so in the meantime, while Yola is getting her dog out of her house, um, I'm just, um, yeah, just would like to invite you um, again for uh, to my Facebook group, Bettina Deda on Downsizing. It's a place for empty nesters and their families to discuss anything and everything about downsizing. Um, from everything we talked about today, procrastination, decluttering, prioritizing what to keep, storage, decorating small and large spaces and making most of your apartment. So it would be great um, if you're interested, uh, go to Facebook Bettina Deda on downsizing and then um, ask to join the group and uh, I will of course um, accept your um, request and would love to have as many people there as possible. Other than that, um, you can find me on um, Twitter at BD Color Design, on Pinterest and um, of course on my website as well, downsizewithstyle.com. And now Yola is back here. Uh, so yeah. let's just finish off this um, uh, short interview. Um, so with the three tips for people who want build, to build their mum, uh, their house, their mum house. <laughs> three top tips I think would really help you. Number one, plan and research. Look on the internet, Pinterest, Google, read blogs, see other people's experiences. Number two is really talk to the person that you're, who's going to be living in that house. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so important to have that communication. Um, oh, and, <laughs> um, and number three is, is what's so 
I would say number one is definitely research. Number two, oh, and number three, I'll start again. Uh, so num- <laughs> I think number one is research, really research what you're going into, what your options are, what's available, what's out there. Use, make the most of Google, make the most of blogs, mm. read mm. blogs, follow blogs, see what people are doing, um, and use Pinterest. Twitter is also a really great one because there's lots of news coming in mm. and ideas. So just looking for those ideas of, of what other people are experiencing and you can share experience. Number two is really talk to the person that is moving or you're building a house for and understand what their needs are. So if you know what somebody needs, then that informs your research. And you can look for things that really help them yeah um and and you you get a better understanding of what it is you're you're doing and why you're doing it Mm. and um and i'd say number three is really to be careful with your budget watch your budget that's so important because you can just go crazy and go i love that and then you've blown it on beautiful cushions but you can't really justify buying (laughs) <laughs> really great taps mm. so, <laughs> so there are things that you really should spend your money mm. on if you really plan your budget and really consider it then there's no reason why you can't do it mm. fantastic so. thank you so much for these um, tips and all sharing your story i think that was really an interesting interview it was uh, very different to the ones we had before because we didn't have that <laughs> case before and um so again for all the listeners who would like to connect with Yola, it's buildmumahouse.co.uk and that's a great place to start and you will find all her details. And um, yeah, so that leaves us, um, leads us to the end of this podcast show. Um, if you find this podcast valuable and uh, have five seconds, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes. That would be much appreciated and it will help promote the show. And other than that, I wish you a great time until we speak next. Have a great day. Bye.